You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Today on Support for This Podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to spend like an entire extended weekend with these people. And I just, you know, I had nothing in common with them that we weren't going to have any. And I would just be like miserable. We speak to Janet Docent, who bravely shares her story, chronicling what it's like to live with phobia, fear of being included. She'll tell us the virtues of couch life, why she'd make for an unusual cave person, and her quick fix to Romeo and Juliet. You'd be amazed how many plays hinge on a note that didn't get read by somebody or, you know, it's crazy. But it, why even? I mean, that wouldn't even have been an issue because if you don't make plans with somebody, then they can't go wrong. Join us, won't you? I'm Emily Amy Lauren Becca, and this is support for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Now, for our listeners who are unfamiliar, um, can you explain what phobia is? Well, for me, I think other people may have other names for it, or there may be... A, I. For me, it's fear of being included. You know, mm. it's fear of people asking you to join them in activities, oh. to go out, to have fun. All of these things are very problematic for me. <gasps> new people, sure. new ideas, new places, new everything. So I think that um, phobia is, uh, yeah, it's fear of just being part of things. Mm. Now, where were you when you first discovered that you had phobia? Um, I think it was when my college roommate asked me to be one of her bridesmaids in her wedding. Oh. And I, you know, like her. I like her. And I want to do it, wanted to do it. But then I realized that I wouldn't know any of the other bridesmaids because mm-hmm. she had all, you know, she had a lot of friends in high school and oh. stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to spend like an entire yeah. extended weekend with these people. And I just... No, I had nothing in common with them, that we weren't going to have any, and I would just be, like, miserable. I mean, I did it. Oh. But that was when I realized I might have an issue. Hmm. Yeah. And now, now, phobia seems to have sprung up out of um, other trending anxiety-adjacent uh, disorders. Uh, the, one that, the big one that comes to mind, the star of them all, seems to be um, FOMO, fear of missing out. Do mm-hmm. you believe that they're related? I guess they could be, but it's not anything I've ever felt. <laughs> you know, I don't care about missing out. I actually don't think I care that much about other people. And I can't decide if that's, you know, a negative thing oh. or just the fact that I have a very strong personality and maybe I'm just a narcissist, which is its own another can of beans. Um, but I'm just basically, you know, it's hard for me. I just feel like it's important for me to be as comfortable as possible. So if I'm not included in things, mm-hmm. then I at least know where I stand. Let me ask you this. Are you on social media? Do you Are you on Instagram, for example? I'm not on Instagram. Oh. You so don't fear missing out that you are missing out. You don't think of it as missing out, obviously. No, but... I don't. Now... Once you recognized your symptoms, you said that that uh, painful experience in college where you realized you did not want to go to your roommate's wedding, 
you didn't want to be a bridesmaid. You were self-diagnosing yourself. Yes. Correct. Once you were aware of it as a problem, or I shouldn't say problem, um, something that you were dealing with, did you learn about other people suffering from a similar set of emotions regarding social involvement? You know, I didn't really ask anybody because I it's not something that I particularly want to be a part of. Mm. You know, it seems to me that another thing that I fear or object to is just being labeled as part of any kind of a group. Yes. You know, so then to say, I have this thing, do you have this thing, automatically the pressure of like trying to figure out the construct of what that is. Sure. I've, I just think for me, I just know that I just sort of have to operate in the world as a solo entity and just try to, right. you know. So it's like if someone else next to you said, I have phobia, you would say, I don't. Or I would say, that's interesting, but I don't think that I would go to the meeting. Sure. Yeah. Right. Now, let me ask you this. If you, let's say uh, your family was in one room and you happened to walk into the room and they were all there, oh, it's my family. We're all here together. If your family sent you a paperless post saying, hey, come on back home for the weekend, won't you? We're all here. Would that strike up some phobia in you or not? I don't think so unless... I thought it was going to be like, because we're going to have a surprise party. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. if it was something like that, then I, of course, I would never do that. But if I just thought we're getting together for dinner, that would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's it's really, it's like the anticipation of an event, really. It should be fear of, you know, fear of something happening. Sure. <laughs> or um, I like it when things don't happen. I like it when people cancel plans. That's a really great point. That was kind of my next thought. There's kind of a a thing going around, a trend, where people celebrate when their plans fall through. Yes. And they just think, oh, I'm so happy now I can stay on my couch. Right. And you experience that as well. I love my couch so much. Sure. Yeah. It does make you wonder... Why is everyone so happy when their plans fall through? Not someone with phobia, just an, you know, I don't want to say a normal person because what is normal? But um, would it would it hurt you if you made a plan with someone and it got canceled and you knew that they were happy that it was canceled? No, I don't think so. Sure. I think that it's what makes us human. Mm. You know, the idea that we're vulnerable and that we for whatever reason, feel we have to get together. Yes. I think what you're saying is interesting because it seems like nowadays everyone's saying, oh, we're all, we should all be together and we should all be friends and coming together. Maybe, maybe some people need to not not come together. Not. Let's just stay on our couches. Yes. Watch our shows. Yes. Yes. And that feeling of loneliness that one might experience after hours alone on their couch binge-watching their favorite program, maybe we should stop stigmatizing that feeling. Maybe the crushing loneliness I feel when I'm alone for hours on end, maybe that's good. Well, I think it's fascinating that you can even recognize it as loneliness. I don't ever feel that. I, I feel happy and f- Fulfilled, sure. When I'm alone, doing wow. what I like to do. 
Support for Support for This Podcast is brought to you by the website popupstop.com. Ever walk by a very hip new store, see something in the window you might like to buy, not have the time at the moment to go shopping, think to yourself, oh, I'll come back next week. You come back next week and the store is gone? Such are the issues that come along with the high volume of pop-up shops infiltrating the country's major cities. You really needed that tote bag that says, this is my tote bag. And now that the store is gone, that opportunity is lost forever. It's not fair. That's exactly why website creator Artie Plunker decided to rally against the pop-up shop industry. Yeah, so basically I saw this uh, really cool-looking new Greek restaurant in my neighborhood. Um, I thought, oh, I'm going to take my girlfriend there for our anniversary. Day comes, and we walk over there, and basically it's a vacant storefront. Uh, the restaurant was called Kirg, which I couldn't forget because it's the word Greek backwards. And so I reached out to Kirg on Twitter and got an ad reply saying it was just a week-long pop-up restaurant. Sorry, bro. Um, long story short, I felt like... Uh, there was just something missing in my life, knowing I would never be trying that moussaka. I became depressed, my whole demeanor changed, and soon my girlfriend broke up with me, and quite frankly, I blamed Kirk. I figured there were plenty of people out there that had similar stories like me, and yeah, that's, that's when Pop-Up Stop was born. Visit popupstop.com and help stop the pop-up shop madness. When you sign up on the site, you'll have access to petitions, discussion forums, volunteer opportunities, protest locations, and everything else related to the grassroots effort to stop the pop-up shop. I'm Artie Plunker, and I am Pop-Up Stop. Popupstop.com. Permanency matters. So the people who experience pleasure when their plans fall through, that could maybe be called FOPA, fear of plans actually happening. Oh. Sure which you wouldn't associate with those people because you don't like to associate with people. Right. But. I mean, I would try not to be making plans. Right. You know, but I can certainly see that that would be a thing. Sure. And technically, you have phobia. You always have FOPA. Yeah. I mean, that would be like a little subset, I guess, of people who have phobia. Right. You know. I mean, if I did have plans, mm-hmm. then of course I would want them not to happen. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you have FOMI, you have FOPA. Phobi. And if you have FOMO, you don't have FOPA or phobi. Right. Acronyms are hard. You're right. Mm-hmm. Life is hard. Yes. Which is why we should try to make it more pleasant. By by coming together separately separately in our houses. Or in our thoughts. Sure. Let's not even let's let's not even think the same things. Or we could think the same things, but we don't have to physically be together to think them. Or talk about it. No, never. Right. No. In a way, it's more meaningful if you don't talk about it. Hmm. Like those, like those 19th century kind of romance novels where no one gets to express their feelings, and so the stakes are really high. Yes. I think we're losing a lot of important storytelling now because everybody can kind of just say what they think. Yes. It really, um, when you think of all the plays and the novels that would not ever have been written if people could have right. been that, transparent in right. the past. Or just, hey, um, bzz, Juliet, I'm on my way. Don't do anything drastic. Right. 
or even modern day things. You'd be amazed how many plays hinge on a note that didn't get read by somebody, or、mm. you know, it's crazy. Yeah, but it, why even? I mean, that wouldn't even have been an issue because if you don't make plans、mm. with somebody. Then they can't go wrong. Wow! You know what I'm saying? They Romeo and Juliet would still be alive. Today, That's right. Or dead hundreds of years ago, but you know, theoretically, theoretically, life, yes, they would have had a longer life. Wow, that's beautiful. I think so. So I was planning on asking you if there's a cure for phobia, but it sounds like phobia to you is a solution. Well, it's a way of life.、Mm. I don't know that it's a solution. It's just how I navigate my life.、Mm. I don't think that. You know, I certainly wouldn't look down on somebody for not having phobia. You I, wouldn't. No, of course not. You just wouldn't understand how. Well, it's just not my thing. Right. I just, you know, but we're all different, and I feel like, for me, phobia is a way of truly being myself. Now, talk me through what happens when you do go to an event. Your arm has been twisted. You're there. What what's it like for you? What what do you experience emotionally when you are included, despite your best wishes to not be included?、Um, well, I try very hard to find common ground with other people. Wow, you know because we're all in the same place talking、mm. for an unspecified amount of time. Sure, and just trying to find you know conversational. You know things to talk about that we might have in common,、right. but I feel like I don't have anything in common with anybody, so that's hard. And you know, so we go through that. It's like I don't want people to hate me. No, but I also I like it better if I could just observe. Sure. And not. It's in, it's、interact. hard when the thing that you have in common with people, if you have anything in common with them, is for you not to talk to them. Yes. So to celebrate the not talking apart, I feel that people don't realize the power of quiet,、mm. and in a way, the intimacy one could have with people when you don't have to talk to them. Sure, when you're just sharing space in a room and breathing together. Oh.、Mm-hmm. Now, if you have successfully avoided an event, you've been invited. You、uh, let's say you make up a reason why you you can't make it. Have you ever been caught in a lie, wherein the person who invited you finds out that you were available? No, because I never lie that far off what's really true. Oh, yeah.、Uh, honestly, maybe I shouldn't tell you this because then other people might hear it and know that. But anyway, these are my.、Um, Big excuses, and you'd be amazed how you're not challenged on these. Oh, one is they're they're pretty much the same thing. One is I have food poisoning. Oh, yeah, and the other one is an attack of terrible diarrhea, and I can't leave my house. Oh, okay, so they're not too different from each other. No, and they're hard not they're hard to disprove. That's very true. Yeah, It, and also people don't like to talk about it,、right. so they don't talk about it. There's a certain amount of shame. Sure. You know, because you couldn't say, let's say, something else that people really don't want to be next to is pink eye, but you can't. What are you, you know, short of putting pink makeup on your no, eyeball? No, it, it doesn't work either. 
Oh. It's not that I haven't thought of it, but it just doesn't work. You can't sustain it. You know, shingles are good. Shingles are good. Oh. Because they, they can be hidden? They can be hidden. You know you can catch it from somebody. Right. Yeah. And it sounds a lot scarier than contact dermatitis or something. Right. Which right. can be very unpleasant in its own way. Oh, I am sure. Maybe. I've I heard. Should, maybe I should research that. From the minds that brought you the groundbreaking documentary series, Unicycles, Why? comes the brand new 10-episode miniseries, Rollerblades, Why Not? Tune in as host Leonard Blaze McForn takes a dynamic look into the culture and history of rollerblading. After all, what other undefinable sport and or hobby and or mode of transportation has almost been a thing but never really taken off, but never really gone away completely the way rollerblading has? Melange Magazine calls it more interesting than you think, but still pretty niche. The New York City Tribune calls it not sure if this is considered campy or not. And Blaze's mom says, I told him he should have gone to college. Stream it all on Netflix now. Now, um, are you currently in a relationship? Oh, no. No. Okay. Not what I would call a relationship. Oh. I think you'd be surprised or maybe you wouldn't be surprised to find out that it's very easy to hook up. When you have phobie. Oh. Yes. Because you know you don't have to see them again. I see. Yeah. Not much talking involved no, anyway. not much talking involved. And so you don't have to spend any time getting to know a person. Sure. Yeah. And, and there's no emotional fallout because you didn't want to talk to them in the first place. No. You're not waiting by the phone, hoping they'll call. No, I don't Hoping care. they'll text. I don't care. Tag you in something. No. No. Now, do you think we all have a bit of phobia inside of us? I can't imagine not having phobia inside of me. So I would assume that everybody might have a little bit of phobia. Sure. It's like being a little bit gay. But I think that phobia is actually a good thing to have in a small amount mm. because it would protect you from certain situations. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe not in caveman times. Maybe not in caveman times. Unless you were really good at hunting and gathering. You could do it all. Right. Make a fire. Right. Draw on the side of the cave. Sure. There's, I mean, there's so many parts of being a caveman. Like I, you know, like maybe not all of them could hunt, you know, some of sure. them had to gather. Well, that's why I think the togetherness idea came out of was, you know, sure, yeah. here, I'll do this, you'll do that. Right. But if you didn't care about, you know, vegetables or grains. Sure. You know, you oh. could just eat meat and... A paleo kind a of... A paleo, exactly, phobie. right? You know, you go and you get your water and you have your meat and you build your fire. Great. And then you use the charcoal and you draw a little horse on the wall. And who and who knew if they were even talking that much anyway? We don't know what they were That's saying. That's right. We don't know. What was their language? We don't know. No. Maybe some yelling and screaming when being chased by wild animals or something. Yeah, I don't really sense that they had a big... You know, theatrical tradition. Mm. Yeah. Who who needs to talk? You can just survive. Yes. Yes. Would you ever want to do one of those uh, survivor shows? No. Oh. But what about... Why would I do that? Do you know what that's about? Survival? Yes, but you would be trapped with other people. I see. I see. Someplace. I see. How about... How about... um? How about Castaway? Like the Tom Hanks situation? Oh. Would that be more appealing? I think so, yes. Would you have a Wilson? I don't know. Because mm. he, he, he wouldn't talk. No. But see, Tom needed to talk. Right. 
you but don't need I that. I don't know if I would need that. I don't know if I would need to find something and paint a little face on it. Sure. You know. Maybe maybe a career as an astronaut oh. could be something the younger people uh, with phobia. Not to say you couldn't now transition. No, but here's the thing, about again, about being an astronaut. It would involve being chosen. Mm. It would involve being selected. Yes. Then you'd be part of a little group. Not to mention, let's say it all goes well, they have a parade for you and you get back. Well, I just wouldn't go. I mean, you can get food poisoning in Houston just like anywhere else. I would imagine maybe even more. Sure. It's so humid there. How do they keep the food safe? So true. So true. What What gave you the power or the what What gave you the power to show up today to do this interview? Because it it means a lot to to me and to all of the tens of listeners uh, for this podcast. Um, ones of listeners, maybe, uh, that you came here, well, here today to speak I about this. I came because I knew it, it wasn't going to be a whole group of people mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. phobia, because oh. then I would be part of a group of people with a label, and yeah. then we would all be trying to, I'm like her, I'm not like him. I don't like that comparison mm-hmm. of, you know, right. personality. Because we're here together, but... We're very different, so it's like... And we're, we're not friends. No, and I I take it that we will not be. No. Sure. Well, that that's that's fine. That That's nothing new. For me. Or me. Right, sorry. <laughs> um, are there certain people in the world that you wish had phobia who don't have it? Like my mother? Well, um, there are people who get very upset when they're not invited to certain things. And they tell the people who didn't invite them that they're upset about it. What do you think of those people? I've never heard of anything so ridiculous in my entire life. Oh, well. That's, what? Have, have a big birthday party or... or um, Why would I do that? A wedding. I would never do that. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. And I know we'll never see each other again. But no. I but I you. like you. Oh. But oh. I don't ever want to see you again. Oh, you sound like my exes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any exes. Well, that in a way is really nice. I think so. To find out more about Jane Docent, best of luck. And if you do, let me know, even though she wants nothing to do with me. I'm your host, Emily Amy Lauren Becca. Thanks for listening. And as always, for supporting support for this podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.